What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Bruce Irving. This is the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. This is the podcast where we bring you amazing pizza entrepreneurs doing some cool stuff, and we talk it to them, and we try to share what they know with you. Listening wherever you are, at work, in the car, on a run, at the gym, wherever you listen to the podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you. Today's podcast is with Donald Burns. We're talking about hiring, running ads, how to build your team, what to look for, how to create appealing job ads that make people want to work for you. Listen, we're all struggling with that. Anybody who's hiring employees is struggling with trying to find people who want to work. And I don't mean like everybody wants to work, but people want to work for a purpose. And I think we need to change the way that we look at how we run ads for hiring and how we talk to employees. The market has very much gone from a employer asking the employee what you can do, what they can do for you, to the employee asking the employer that's the very same question. The tables have turned, and it's time we adjust with the times. And the, the people who do that the quickest are going to be the ones who get the people who are looking for jobs and want to work to come work for you. Donald Burns does a great job of helping us with that. We also talk about Donald Burns' event, small event happening in Tucson, Arizona in October, which I will be speaking at. I'm only speaking at a couple events over the next year, and this is one of them. So if you want some information on that, smartpizzamarketing.com. We mentioned it in the podcast episode. You can go to the link, sign up. If you're in the Tucson area, highly recommend you go. Donald Burns always does great sessions. If you've ever been to one of our pizza summits, the virtual pizza summits we host every May, Donald Burns' sessions are always very popular, and he does a great job of teaching you and educating you on how to run a better restaurant. So that's that. Also, today's podcast is brought to you by Fontanini. From Italy to Chicago, the Fontanini family has been creating specialty pizza toppings and authentic sausages for generations. With a commitment to genuine handcrafted family recipes, it's a name that customers equate with excellence. The Fontanini brand has become very well known within the Italian and pizza segment of the food service and appears on menus ranging from small, independent Italian restaurants to national pizza chains and everything in between. There are so many places that I've visited over the years doing this podcast that use Fontanini products, and I have to say, I've yet to come across one that I do not enjoy. So whether you're interested in trying Fontanini sliced sausages, raw bulk sausage like they use in Chicago, meatballs, shaved pepperoni, or another pick from the list of products that Fontanini has. Smart Pizza Marketing listeners can request a free sample by going to fontanini.com forward slash smart pizza marketing. Or if you're on Instagram at Fontanini brand, you can follow them, give them a follow, shoot them a direct message, let them know you heard them on the Smart Pizza Marketing podcast. Again, if you want a free sample, you can request something at fontanini.com forward slash smart pizza marketing. Or you know what? If you want a sample, go follow them on Instagram. Send them a message. Let them know you heard them here on the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast and what you would love to try. All right, well, thank you to them. All right, let's get into today's episode with Donald Burns. I think you're going to enjoy this one a whole lot. Let's get into it right now. Summers in Boston have to be the greatest thing in the world. And then <laughs> it all goes downhill. It is true. And then you got the Nor'easters coming in in the winter. It sucks. It is true. So I get asked to speak a little bit in... Uh, Every time someone asks me to speak in June, July, and August, my answer is immediately no. No. Because I'm not going anywhere. Is this like the only three months it's nice here? I ain't leaving. That's exactly right, man. But yeah, I you're, would not leave either. you're having an event coming up in August. It's called the Restaurant oh, Success October, Summit. October. 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 See, October. 
My brain is focused on so August. You wouldn't leave. It was August. You wouldn't leave. You told me no. That's true. <laughs> I would have said no. I would have said sorry. You told me no. I said sorry, Donald. I like you, dude, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving my home in August. Not in August, but October I am because you're October. in Arizona. It's going to be nice there. So tell us a little bit about that, and then we're going to get beautiful. we're going to get into hiring too because that's a subject you're an expert on, and I'm not. So I want to. I have some questions for you, but let's talk about your restaurant success summit first. So the restaurant success summit is an annual summit. I normally it's usually it's an event I hold for my group restaurant masterminds, my mastermind group. I'm like you, I have a mastermind group. And so and every fall, and we didn't do it last year because of course, you know, the big COVID. Right. But this year we're back again. We did it in 2019. We missed last year. We're back this year. Restaurant Success Summer, October 25th, 26th, 27th in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's, I call it an immersion event. It's three days, 18 workshops, there's going to be six speakers total, including you, myself. We got Zach Goats. I got Kelly Jones from Kelly Jones Hospitality. We got Ava Balloran, a strategist. She's flying in all the way from Barcelona, Spain. Wow. Flying for this event. <clears throat> we got Zach Oates speaking too. And then Bo Bryant. Bo is a really good friend of mine and a, and a fellow consultant. He is a, I mean, just a genius at strategy and menu engineering and stuff like that. He's going to be speaking there. It goes again all three days, and I just I keep the I keep the workshops tight. So it's like from nine o'clock to like six every day. We stop for lunch. That's it. Nice. So nonstop, but it's like hands on. It's not like a with going to be hundreds of attendees and like it's just a big. No, no, no. It's very small. I I like to keep my events small and very intimate. So you get some one on one time with the with the you know with the experts. You get to sit down. We all have lunch together. We go out. We have dinner together. It's oh, I'm only limited to fifty people max. That's it. You know, when it sold out, sold out. And I tell you right now, when I did this the first year, sold out pretty fast. So I would not wait. If you want a ticket, jump on there, go to the website, grab a ticket because it will sell out quick. Yeah. Oh, you know what? We'll make a link. We'll do like smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash Donald for you. Donald. There you so go. So if you're listening to the podcast, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash Donald, make it easy. Go sign up and you can grab a ticket and uh, we'll see you in October in Arizona. And if you go to the website, restaurantsuccesssummit.com, you can see the agenda. You can see uh, all the bios of all the speakers. It's a real, real, I mean, interactive kind of thing. You can download the brochure for the event. It's a, it's a nice, it's a nice thing. Again, everyone who's come, the, the first one, they loved it. I got rave reviews from everybody. And then I've been getting, you know, constant requests. When are you going to do it again? When are you yeah. going to do it again? And then, of course, last year, no go. Right. Yeah. Well, you know what? You're always a, a top performer at our virtual pizza summit. You've been a guest speaker there virtually. Mm -hmm. We do a one every I love it. I love pizza year. Summer. And um, you, your your sessions are always highly recommended and come highly. Uh, people love them because you do share a ton of value, which we're going to get into today about hiring mm -hmm. because that's a topic that you talk about a lot. You help a lot oh, of yeah. restaurant owners figure that thing out. I mm -hmm. am not an expert at that. Even though people ask me all the time, it's not something that I'm an expert at. I Even when I was operating, I always struggled with that. It wasn't my expert mm -hmm. area of expertise. Well, hiring to me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of give a generalization here. I think a lot of the problems we're having with hiring, we've done it to ourselves. As an industry overall, the restaurant industry has become basically, and you've seen them out there, you've seen those memes all the time about you know we treat people like shit yeah. we're gonna work you long hours you're gonna be eating out of a you know a deli cup over a garbage can you're <laughs> right. never gonna see your family it's not like my first 10 years in the restaurant business yeah it's pretty much but you know we've done this to ourselves we made the restaurant industry not seem like a very viable kind of career move unless you're really really desperate for a job right it seems like that's the way we look at it nowadays right it's yeah. almost like the 
bottom of the barrel the for jobs. Bottom of the barrel, right? So how do we fix that? Well, number one, we, we should treat people a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> we should actually kind of show the good side of our restaurants, not the funny meme side that we think is very humorous. But, and here's the thing, and you've seen it too, and you're really big on marketing. You go to anybody's social media page right now. What's 90% of their post? Food. Right. Yeah. They should ever show their people, ever show their culture, ever show people having fun, ever show people really enjoying what they're doing? Not usually. Not usually. Is that because very, it's not? Ha- is that because there's no one enjoying what they're doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think that they just don't. They don't look for that. They think it's all about the food. Yeah. But you know, it's all about people. And I think if you if you market just as much about your guest experience, if you market just as crazy about your team experience, you'll s- start seeing that people start gravitating to you as like that looks like a kind of cool place to work. You know, right. they look different than the other restaurants because I'm telling you right now, and you know this in marketing. If you don't tell me why you're different, I assume you're like everybody else. Yeah, especially if it's like a, a similar style restaurant. Like we yeah. obviously you're on the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. We talk a lot about pizza. So mm. people think all pizzerias are the same if you're not exactly. in the industry. Right. Yeah. But if you don't tell me what's the different types of pizzas, there's different types of ovens, different types of ingredients. I mean, there's tons of variables that make your restaurant, your pizza place especially, make it very, very unique. If you don't tell me your kind of unfair advantage, then I just think you're like every other pizza place. Right. Now, is there, there's obviously a shift. When did the shift happen from it being an employer market to an employee Mm -hmm. market? Well, the shift happened at when COVID hit, you know, because everything shut down and people didn't have work. Right. And then, and then they also got, you know, they got some stimulus money. They got some, you know, kind of nice little bonus checks for staying at home for a while. And then it just kind of became this thing. Do I really want to go back to that kind of abuse? Do I really want to go back and be called a donkey every day and called an idiot? Or do I need to look maybe at a different viable career option? And that's what happened is we basically, we lost, we lost a lot of people's enthusiasm because, and like I said, we did to ourselves because we treated people like they were just, you know, a line item on, on a P&L. Like you could find, and I was guilty of this too. I think I was guilty a little bit of this when I was operating 20 years ago. Not, I mean, I've operated more than less than 20 years ago, but like when I first started and first got into the business, it's like, Mm -hmm. that's the culture you grew up in. And I'm not saying it's okay because it isn't obviously now looking back on it as I get older and wiser, it was really wrong. But you're, when you grow up like in your family, right? Like if you grow up in an Italian household, you're used to certain customs and you pass those on to your children. So it's hard to grow out of those when you're ingrained in something in your business and you've been doing it that way. It's hard to get out of your own way and change. And I think a lot of restaurant owners are having that problem now. They're they're having a hard time adjusting to that new way of thinking and the new Mm -hmm. way that the employee pool thinks, which is the most important thing you got to think about. And, And here's the thing about habits and behavior. They're all learned. I mean, it's learned behavior. But the you know beautiful thing about that is it could be unlearned. And then you can relearn. Right. If it's a big if, if you really want to, you know, hey, if you're happy struggling, you're happy trying to, you know, scrape the barrel and trying to find people to work. And anybody who comes in that's even breathing and has a heartbeat, you're like, oh my God, you're hired. You know, if you like that kind of uh, mindset and that never ending kind of groundhog day loop you're in, and just keep doing that same bullshit you're doing now. But if you want something different, you got to start acting different. You got to start thinking different. So are you, I, I'm on your email list and where can people go to hop on your email list? Cause you always send out great emails. 
Oh, just Donald at the restaurantcoach.com. Just or just go to my website, the restaurantcoach.com and just jump in there. Okay. So you recently sent out an email that says having trouble getting staff to follow checklists, and then you sent out an email and there's a strategy mm-hmm. session on there. So if you want to, you know, hop on a call with Donald Burns, you could probably go there, sign up for a 45 minute strategy session. What's yeah, the yeah. what's the number one questions people ask you on those strategy sessions? Oh no, well, the number one question people is like is that's one of them. They're like, how do I get my staff to follow? my checklist? How do I, or how do I find better talent? And I'll ask him, you know, and there invariably I'll ask him, what are you doing right now? And here's the thing when most people are looking for, especially for help, I said, well, they're putting up job ads and they're posting job ads on Facebook or indeed. And I say right now, I tell you, placing job ads is the most stupidest thing you can do. <laughs> stupidest thing you can do. It's like a waste why? of money. It's a waste, total waste of money. You know why? Cause it's passive. It's like I'm putting out a piece of bait in the ocean. I'm hoping I'm gonna get a, you know, I'm gonna get a really, really nice, you know, a big, huge fish. I'm, you know, I'm putting out a little piece of bait in an ocean, and then I'm hoping I get something. Hope is not a strategy. The most best thing you can do is actively be actively recruiting. And by maybe by recruiting, is I mean taking the bull by the horns and actually going out there looking. Indeed has a couple of things. You can you can post jobs on Indeed like normal, or you can get a subscription. And this is what I tell people. It's a hundred bucks a month for a subscription. When I get a subscription, I get 30 contacts. Now I go into Indeed. Let's just say like I'm in your market. Yeah. I'm looking for a line cook, prep cook. I put line cook, prep cook, Boston Mass. And then boom, a couple thousand people pop up on Indeed. Now I can actively kind of scroll through. I can pre-screen the ones I like, you know, all right. Oh, uh, no, that person jumps around. Oh, that person worked at a couple of, you know, healthcare places. That's not my, you know, my kind of person. But I find a couple of people I like. And then I basically just reach out to them. And I have 30 contacts a month on a $100 thing. And here's the thing. I'm telling you, when you actively, actively search for people, now, you're just think about this. You're applying to me, right? I put a job out. Now you're applying to me. And you kind of feel like, you know, where's the power thing at? Is that um, if I put a job ad out and you apply for, to me, where's the power at? It's on to, my end, right? Yeah. Well, today yeah, it is. Yeah. Right. But if I actively reach out to you and say, hey, Bruce, I saw your resume on Indeed. Man, you look like you got a lot of skill. I'm adding to my culinary team here in Boston. Man, I'd love to have 15, 20 minutes to talk to you. Would you be up for it? Now, where's the power struggle? Now, I'm back on your end. Right. Now, I'm looking at you as, wow, he liked my resume. He right, thinks right, I look pretty right. good. See, you got to think about the dynamics of behavior. That would immediately make me think differently of that business. Totally make you think differently. And that's where the dynamic switch. Instead of us saying, come work for me. Now it's like, hey, you know, Bruce, man, you got a pretty cool resume. And you look like you, you know, you've you been around the place. I'd love to talk to you for just 20 minutes, man. Yeah. It's also too, like they put the ad out there. It's like, usually the restaurant ads go like, hey, nights, it's nights and weekends. It's, can you work long hours? Are you quick yeah, on yeah. your feet? You know, do you <laughs> mind working holidays? Yeah, no, no shit. Like that's a restaurant business. Yeah. We know that. You don't need to put that in your ad. Uh, no shit. And it, well, here's the thing too. I, I wrote a whole new job ad template for uh, people in my mastermind group and my coaching programs. Because again, job ads are the most worthless things because everyone does the same thing. Now hiring all positions will pay $15 an hour. It's like, you're just like, you're focused on the wrong things. You want to focus on the things that attract people. And what's the number one thing everyone's always tuned into? What radio station? W I, you know, W I I F M what's in it for me. Right. <laughs> so if you right away, if you say like, you know, hiring all positions, that's the most important thing. We say, Hey, do you love pizza as much as we do? You of, course, like, yeah, of course I do. You're talking to me. 
Yeah, yeah, man, you love pizza much. Hey, do you love pizza much? Do you love working with a high energy team? Do you love making something stuff from scratch? Do you love taking pride in your work? Hey, all right, now you're talking to me a little bit. And then I say, make it about them. Hey, man, you know, I got these kind of perks. You know, we offer, you know, flexible hours. I get employee discounts. I'm going to give you this and this. We do tip sharing. Now I make it all about you. And then I finally say, hey, you know, Smart Pizza Marketing is a local pizza place. And we've been around for the last 20 right. years in Boston. But they always start out with themselves first. You know, join our award-winning team at our Boston location. We are the number one. Who gives a shit? <laughs> really? You know, you're going to start off right about you? It's like, you know, we always talk about that in marketing terms, right? You got to stop the scroll. Like what makes stop someone scroll, stop man. and actually read the post and be exactly. interested in it? You got to make it different. You got to make it about them. Yeah. It's the same thing. How many times you've been to a restaurant and the first thing the server does walks up and go, hi, I'm Donald. I'll be taking care of you. I give no shits who you are. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I give no shit who you are yet. Right. Not, not me, until you, not until you like, yeah, exactly. Bring me some food. And then by the way, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, hey, Bruce, here's that IPA that you, you know, that you wanted, you know, oh, by the way, my name is Donald and I'll be taking care of you. And now you brought me something. Now I'm like, Hey, cool, man. Donald seems pretty cool. He brought me a beer. You should even say that. I think wait, wait, staff should say that. Be like, you know what? Usually I start off this conversation by telling you who I am, but you don't care. Let me just get you drinks and then we'll get into I'm that. Gonna get you some drinks. Then we'll get going. Yeah. yeah that, that, that would, would be, be like, really make you look different transparent approach right away it's like yeah. hey man i'm gonna i'm not gonna give you the bullshit of who i am if somebody said that to me you're hungry and thirsty their tip automatically goes up higher because they just started that way it's a, it's a it's a game changer yeah but see if we if you take the focus off you and put it on who the who you're actually trying to entice your your marketing marketing and 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 searching for job ads is the same thing yeah when you post the same boring shit about your food all the time you're just basically inundating people with the same stuff. I mean, how many pizza places are there in the world? Honestly, thousands, the hundreds of thousands, thousands. hundreds of thousands. I mean, if you and I know like you following your school, you probably follow thousands of pizza places. Oh, yeah. And, uh, pizza, 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 pizza. Oh, a person. Pizza, 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 a person. You know what I mean? I mean, flip the dynamic, put as much emphasis on your team and your culture as you do about your food. Yes. Make it more about the, the team experience just as much about the guest experience. I'm telling you right now, you will start standing out in the market and you will become the employer of choice. When you become the employer of choice, people actually start looking at you as, wow, you know what? I'm going to go down and talk to Bruce. He seems pretty cool. And there's a lot of people like everybody's like, oh, nobody wants to work. But no. I, I mean, I know people are closing no. <laughs> down a day or two because they don't have a yeah. lot of staff, but there's people working at every restaurant, every pizzeria, every coffee shop. There's employees. Exactly. They may not be full, but there's employees yep. at every single one of them. Why are they right. choosing to work at that place instead of you? Right. That's what the number one thing people say. People say to me all the time, people don't want to work. I go, that's bullshit. They don't want to work for you. Right. <laughs> that's what it is. Now, when you accept the reality of that, whoa, damn, you know, maybe this is on me. Maybe I have not been a really good leader. Maybe I've not really developed a culture that people want to really work at. Here's the simplest thing you can do. Everyone who's listening to this podcast today, if you want a pizza, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go around to your team today and just randomly, just off the cuff and do it kind of individually. Just ask them one question. Hey, why do you work here? There's two answers you get. I have to, or I want to. If you have more I have to's than I want to's, you have a toxic culture. If I have more, I want to work here. I love it here. It's a great place. If I have more, I want to's than I have to's, you've got a positive culture. Let me ask you a question. 
how long? So you, maybe you do look yourself in the mirror and realize, shit, I've been a really bad boss. And <laughs> I've been a jerk. I've been an asshole. Of, there's a lot of half dos here. How long does yeah. it take to turn it around? All right. Honestly, if you want to fix your culture, however long your culture's been running amok, it takes half that time to correct course and probably another three or four months to get you going in the right direction. So let's say it's been a year and you've just had your hands off the wheel. Team's been out, you know, it's out of control. It's like yeah. the wild, wild west. So and people come like, oh, I want you to turn my culture around in 30 days. That ain't going to happen, man. If your restaurant's been running amok for a year, it's going to take me six months just to get you kind of back to normal. And then probably another three months to get you going in the right direction. Is that because you got to fix the people who currently work there before you can let new people? I got well, to fix the owner. Is <laughs> the main one. That's the hardest true. one. <laughs> true. Yeah. Fix the owner first. I got to fix your thinking and fix your mindset. All business problems are people problems. You say that. I hear you say that all the time. Yeah. All business problems are people problems. I'm telling you right now. You can't mess up your culture and expect a quick turnaround. The, probably the hardest thing for me to do is to fix culture. It takes That's way longer thing. than people think to or want to invest oh in my the God. time. It, it's, it's the hardest thing to fix is to fix culture. I can, you know, you know, you know, I can fix systems, systems I can fix in a heartbeat. Right. Menus, I can update menus. I can fix menu pricing. I can fix menu design. Quick, quick, quick. Even recipes, right? Even the recipes, recipes you can fix pretty super quick. quick. I mean, I can fix all the, all the stuff. Remember, I always say there's a 3P framework. It's people, product, process. Most people focus on the product, their menu. And then they realize, oh, I need some processes in place. I need some checklists. I need some recipes. But the last thing they think about is the people part. People feed the process and process feeds the people without the right processes in place. The people are kind of lost. And that's where, you know, people come in and I say, this is where people say, Hey, Donald, man, I can't get my team to follow the checklist. And I'll say, well, what's wrong with your checklist? Oh, nothing's wrong with the checklist. This is a good checklist. In fact, dude, you gave me the checklist. I say, okay, well then look at the three P model. If it's not the process, it goes back to the people part. Number one, you didn't train them properly. You didn't tell them how important a checklist was. And we do this all the time. I tell you, like, Bruce, you work for me. And I and I tell you, Bruce, man, it's your first day. Hey, the most important thing you do tonight is do the closing checklist. You got to do the closing checklist. Closing, check, closing checklist, closing checklist, closing checklist. I give you the checklist. You're all excited. First day, you go around, you do all the closing checklists. You come to me, hey, Donald, man, I'm all done. I did the checklist. And I go, hey, thanks, Bruce. <laughs> and I don't, I don't inspect it or check it or give you positive feedback. Now, I just told you this thing was the most important thing in the world. You put your heart into it. And now you give it to me. Looking for some feedback, and I said, "Hey, man, thanks, man. How do you feel?" I feel like that wasn't that important. It wasn't that important, right? So, how how likely are you to put your heart into it next time? Very small chance. Very small, right? And that's usually what happens. You have to inspect what you expect. We do this all the time. We tell people it's really, really important, and then we don't really act like it. It doesn't matter what your words are; it's your actions that really dictate if you're a great leader. Or a shit leader. Okay? I'm going to share. You know what? What you just said. I'm going to cut that clip out. And I'm going to share that with my daughter. Because she recently. Well, they've been working at this ice cream place near me for like two years now. Mm -hmm. And they become like supervisors. And she came to me the other day. And she was like, Dad, the new people don't follow the checklist. And I was kind of like, you know what? Are you making sure you tell them that it's important? She's like, yeah. But I wasn't doing what you were doing. Is like, you know what? You're right. If you show enthusiasm and excitement for them doing it great. It's going to make them want to do it better the next time. I'm yeah. going to totally tell her that. Yeah, you got to like inspect. People want praise. Yeah. The number one need 
everyone has is a need to be appreciated. And I tell you right now, again, this is how restaurants have killed it. I ask restaurant owners this all the time. And I usually ask them in front of their team and I'll say, Hey, <laughs> and I'm, in front, I'm in front of a restaurant and I'll say, Hey, honestly, I'll say, raise your hands. Does your manager or owner thank you every day? Be honest. I said, raise your hand. Who, how many people feel that their owner or, or the leader on the team actually authentically thanks them every day? How many, what's the percentage of people who actually do it? 1%. Wow. Isn't that sad? Yeah, it is. It's so easy to do when you think about so it. It's the most, it's the, it's <laughs> talk about low hanging fruit. The most powerful two words in the English language are thank you. I had a rule and I have all my clients have to do this. We call it 100% thank yous. You never leave the restaurant without walking up to everyone on your team, looking them in the eye, shaking their hand and saying, you know what? Hey, thanks, man. I really appreciate you today. I really appreciate all you did. I mean, if you know something specific, like, hey, you know, Bruce, you really did, man. We had that huge rush and you did a really great job taking control of the line, the team, and you really pushed them through it. I really appreciate you doing that, man. That was really awesome. How do you feel now? Great. You feel great, man. You feel appreciated. Yeah. And that's the small things that people small take things. for granted. Like that's so small and it doesn't cost you money. All it does is help you in the long run. It just helps you, man. Just being having an attitude of gratitude and just being thankful and appreciative. These people came to work. They got there and they're actually, you know, they're, they're doing what, you know, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. You just got to appreciate that. Donald, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. <laughs> See? That was amazing. Yeah. Oh my god, warm and fuzzy inside, Bruce. Thank you, man. <laughs> Seriously, though, I'm sharing that tip with my daughter because that's a great tip. And it's like something she just talked about about getting people to take her seriously. Cause she's young, you know, she's not yeah. old. So it's hard for her. She's already stepping the kind of she's already a little bit behind because people who are older tend to not look and take younger people seriously. But I'm gonna tell her that. You know what? Tell them to do the checklist, and when they do a good job, really, really praise them. And, and, and point a couple things out. I would say spot check them. Like, you know, you hand me the checklist. Hey, Donald, did the check? He's awesome, Bruce. Let's go check it out. And I do a couple spot checking of things. Hey, man. Hey, really, you did a nice job cleaning the doors of the cooler. But make sure we get those, you know, the, the kind of the, the seals in there. Yeah. You want to make sure we get in there and get the dirt in there because that's where the food particles start doing and it starts eroding the seals. When that happens, that's when the refrigeration breaks down. I'm explaining the why, too. Not just, hey, man, clean the doors and clean the seals. All right. <laughs> you know okay. what, too? Sometimes when, like, maybe even you throw in there, like, hey, this makes your job easier. Like, why do it? does makes doing this going to help you make your job easier? Makes everything easier. Why do we switch up the pans at night? Just because I said so? Right. <laughs> you know? No, dude. Yeah, explain the why, man. Give people the reason. I, the biggest thing I learned when I was a young chef and I, you, know, you probably know the story. I trained with my father. My father was like the Gordon Ramsay this time. He was just yell, scream, do it because I, I'm the chef and I said so. Right. And so when I first became a chef, I that was my model about how chefs act. Yeah, same. You know, and I just yelled, screamed at people, just broke them down, build them up. I thought that was the way to go. And then I realized that, you know, and of course, like everyone else, my turnover was huge. Yes. And I always had a reason. They weren't a right fit. They didn't want it bad enough. They weren't professional. They don't want to be here. That's them. It's them. It's them. It's them. No, it was me. I was an asshole. And then I started thinking, you know what? I never liked it when my dad yelled and screamed at me like that. So what would I, so then I started thinking, well, what was it like, what would I kind of be if I had to change my leadership style? And I started thinking about my karate instructor, my, you know, my instructor I've had since I was like 12. His name was Terry Bryan. And he was, you know, 
as an instructor, he always explained the why. Don't just punch because, hey, I want you to punch because, you know, when you twist your hip, because you get this generation of power. And when you turn this stuff, he explained the why. And I actually, I felt like I owned it because I understood at the deep level what it was all about, the mechanics of it. So then I started thinking, well, you know, what if I start explaining why we do stuff instead of just barking orders? And I started taking on this kind of coach kind of mindset. I'm going to instruct you and teach you and explain the why. And the thing I noticed is that when I stopped yelling, screaming, and actually started being appreciative and giving positive feedback, that was good. Hey, nice job. And a little bit more on the, on the, you know, on the sear, yeah. you know, but it looks really good, you know. And then I started with my turnover, started dropping. And actually, I found people actually started coming to me because they heard, hey, I heard you really, really have a great you know, culinary team and that you really teach everybody a lot and they learn a lot working with you. And people started actually actually coming to me asking to work with me. It, it was a game changer. Yeah. It reminds me of like a, being a coach on like a, a sports yeah. team. Yeah, you can be the asshole coach or you can be the coach who encourages people and like, you know, you got this, man. Yeah. You know, hey. You know, teach them what, why they're doing why, the way you want it to be done. And then they're going to have good results. And then when they have good results, they're going to feel better. Exactly. This is, are you teaching a session on this at your restaurant success summit? Yeah. I have one in the morning. It's called lion, tigers, and bears. The mindset. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What, what other ones are you teaching there? Oh my God. I'm doing, I'm doing a bunch of, you're ones. probably knowing you, you're probably doing 42 sessions at your, at your <laughs> I don't think I'm doing 42. I think I'm doing like six. There's 18 sessions. So like day one, I'm doing lions, tigers, and bears, how your mind plays tricks on you. And then I'm doing in the afternoon, I'm doing um, uh, leadership lessons of Attila the Hun. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a fun one. And then day two, I'm doing, um, actually, oh, I'm doing the art of war for restaurants, teaching how to use Sun Tzu's art of war to, to lead better. And then uh let's see day three i'm doing oh how to win the recruitment game i'm gonna show you actually how to actively how to actually win the group that'll uh, be a popular one i'm sure and then i have one on how to catch food cost thieves uh. and then that's it nice. i don't have that many this year I, i'm actually i'm passing the buck to a lot of other people that's so. good though yeah but you know what you gotta do you gotta you have a lot of good speakers coming and they have a lot of good knowledge yeah. outside of oh, yeah. your expertise is which is the the best part about doing in being part of these different groups and going to these different uh, seminars is because you get to see different perspectives. It's always good. I love these little, and I love these small little sessions. Everyone gets a chance. Again, some one-on-one -on -one time with the speakers, you know, it's not like those, you know, you've been to those big, huge events. The yeah. speaker gets up there and then he, all right, thank you. And he's off the stage and then he's gone. You never see him again. Or it's very generic, right? Like it doesn't it's very really, generic. you can't ask questions. It's yeah. very generic it's a very generic session and then it just ends there. I like the smaller ones where you can be like, all right, I liked what you said here, but what about this? Yeah. And we always include, like we always do like each session's an hour. We do a 45 minute kind of, you know, session. And then it's always a 15 minute Q and a love it. Where can they go to find that again? And go to restaurant success summit.com. Yes. Happened in October. I got it right here. October, October 25th, 26th and 27th in Scottsdale. What's the weather like in Scottsdale in October? It's like 80 degrees. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. It's beautiful. Man. I would just go just for that. The, the seminars are the bonus. The seminars are the bonus, you know, and then, you, you know, you get your nights free and then the nights here are beautiful yes. and we've got some planned events. We got a couple like social events going out. We're going to a couple of really cool restaurants. It's, it's a really great experience. If you've never been to Scottsdale, I mean, you'll love it.
I love it. I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much. You're for bringing the wife, me. right? Yes, for sure. Yeah, gotta bring the wife. She, um, she will kill you if you don't bring her. Dude, she. We talk, I think I don't know if we recorded this, but we were talking about it before we got on here. And mm-hmm. the, she always wanted to go to Arizona, so this is like yeah. a. It's like a cool thing that we get to go. It's like a business trip, but you get to hang out in Arizona in October. Yep, and it's a small event, so it's gonna be real. And we're gonna, you know, make sure we keep safety. We'll have you know, sanitizers and stuff like that. It'll be really, really cool. Small event, not crazy. Excellent. I'm looking forward to it, Donald. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. As usual, don't hang up yet, but I appreciate you hanging out with me here. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you. Thank you to Donald Burns for joining me on the podcast. Check us out in October in Tucson, Arizona, if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> or you can hit me up on Instagram, Smart Pizza Marketing on Instagram, also the Bruce Irving. And check out our other podcast, the Local Business Podcast, if you want to learn about marketing when it comes to Facebook ads or Instagram, LinkedIn, email marketing, all of that stuff. And the lab is open. Smart Pizza Marketing Lab is open. You can join today. Two calls, sessions with people from the podcast. We have tutorial videos, all of the free sessions from the Pizza Summits last year and this year available to people from inside the lab. It's a great community over there. Check it out, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash lab, L-A-B. All right, as always, you can reach out to me, Bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com. Otherwise, have a great week. We'll see you next time.